Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. I'm going to try to wail through this really fast because I don't, I'm not sure when Barb's going to come in. I did take the day off today from work because yesterday I had an unexpected root canal. Starting on Saturday night, I started to feel jaw pain and then I've had intermittent um, bursts of sharp pain, especially after eating and then during eating it was slightly getting worse so i went to my dentist he wasn't he was out of town unfortunately but they rushed me in to get x-rays and they did a uh, root canal test where they do the tap uh, interesting enough i've had several root canals um, this test the tap test was the one that was really hurting the the touch which thinks i might still have a crack in that crown that's there but it's maybe causing the tooth pain but uh, they they scheduled me for to go into a specialist to see about root canal. They did a lot of questions. They were t hesitant to do a root canal until they did the root canal test. It was weird to them that I wasn't getting the temperature sensitivity. But I have had it in the past. It just somehow whatever happened. If this is an infection or a root canal, uh, that sensitivity to cold uh, or heat went went away. And it just started to hurt. But anyway, they decided to go ahead and do the root canal. And uh, it was, I've had several. It was the most excruciating root canal I ever had. Not because they weren't prepared or anything, but because it was the far back tooth. Uh, very far upper molar on the left side. It had a crown in it. And when they numbed me, I, I felt total numbness until they started poking at the root and then I was like sweating up a storm and in pain like when they were hitting the root and they were having to take the drill and put Novocaine on it to sort of help with the situation and then I thought I got past that and they said do you want to go ahead and do the filling instead of having to come in next week on Monday to fill it and I said yeah let's get it out of the way right away but that was just as painful as getting the root out because the tooth was inflamed and uh, irritated um, and swollen. So it, they put the filling in and I was like, oh my God, this is the most painful thing I've ever had. And um, so now I'm in a state where I'm, I'm on painkillers and such. I just Tylenol and uh, ibuprofen and then uh, amoxicillin for the disinfectant and a, a steroid. But he gave me a prescription for a higher, you know, painkiller, but I didn't need it. Uh, so far, I haven't needed it. Um, seems like the ibuprofen, at least in stagnant states, when I'm not eating, I, I seem to be in a better state than I was. Um, I feel pretty good. But when I eat, oh, God, it's it's pretty painful still. So I'm trying to concentrate on just eating soups and stuff right now. But that's that's what happened, and the the really crazy part of it is this happened right is happening right before my Heroes Con thing. So hopefully I don't have a flare up or anything weird at Heroes Con, or I can at least chew on the uh, right side of my mouth, or you know find a way to survive the trip and enjoy myself, which uh, I can do as long as I stay the way I am now, even if I can't eat. Um, really hard foods I can still chew on my right side.
but um, until I get back. But that's what happened. Um, I did get to the comic shop today. Uh, I took the day off because I didn't sleep well and I needed to sleep. Um, and I uh, went to the comic shop today. I, I got two. Uh, I got a couple of uh, back issues. I'll, I'll dig them out right now. But uh, I got almost a full run of uh, William Shatner's Tech War from. What is this from? From Marvel Epic Comics. I've been trying to complete a lot of the Epic line. I'm going to probably read my first issue of that as well. Um, that's weird. I don't see the other two. Oh, there, there it is. I got Team X 2000 from Marvel Comics, number one. I don't even know what this is. But... Uh, it looks very 90s, so it, it captured my attention. It has a, a falcon on the cover, bishop, a weird-looking cable, and then three a oh, long shot and uh, three two characters that I don't even recognize. But it's uh, lead a revolution, mission of Deathbird. Okay, so that's Deathbird, lead a revolution against the Shar Empire by Ruffner and Lau. I wonder if that's Jonathan Lau. I like him a lot. And then I found these Vision Chapter One and Chapter Two uh, from dollar seventy nine each. Um, called the Dream, and then I, I don't know what these are. I just know there were Vision comics that I didn't have, and then the rest were Tech World like one through twelve, which are the Epic line. So I did pick up those and they came home. And I haven't gotten any Kickstarters in a while, which which shows you know that I've been cutting back pretty significantly because I usually get a lot and uh, I got Ronin Okone uh, hardcover it looks really cool um, dig into that and then I got Jimmy Palmiotti and um, Santa Cruz's uh, Painkiller Jane Beautiful Killers number one and two one has a listener cover um, Looking forward to digging into those uh, maybe this weekend if I have time. Just celebrated Geek Brunch 400 with eight people, including myself, which was the biggest podcast I did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't know if it would be chaos. It was at first because of people dropping in and dropping out. Um, but once once everybody got on, it was pretty... Uh, pretty sweet the quality was good i released that early um earlier than the mike m's weekly reads i don't know why i missed one but it's it's got a this is the second one that's in the can that i haven't released yet and this one might come after heroes but uh, i did pick those up i didn't have any questions accumulated because i think i answered them all before unless i saved them so i'm going to go to bookmarks real quick and see if I have any, and I do not. So um, I will, I will uh, make up my own, and I'm going to talk about my my personal top five Marvel team books, and they're the teams that I care about the most. They're even when they're not 
not as good as I'd like. I, I still care about them the most, meaning that I, I still want to follow them regardless of whether I like the creative team or not, because it's all history and I need I feel like I need to know all the iterations of the teams and how they work. My my number one spot shouldn't surprise uh, people that uh, that know me well, and, and uh, that number one spot goes to the defenders. This team is just such an oddball team, and it's always uh, astonished me how much I like it. Like it, it just works with me on so many levels, going all the way back to the beginning with Hulk, Doctor Strange, and Submariner, and then leading to like my favorite incarnation that had you know hellcat um nighthawk um red guardian valkyrie uh doctor strange uh it, it, no matter what it is I, I really just love them uh i even read the ones i don't i haven't cared about lately which is interesting because it's al ewing but i haven't been able to get as close to his writing or what he's trying to achieve hasn't been clicking with my brain um, lately. But um, every other incarnation I have pretty much loved, and I'm still getting the Al Ewing Defenders. It just feels different, and um, I don't hate it. I, it's just not up there with with what I like, but I, I still feel like it's the Defenders. i got to read it, got to read it. So the Defenders are number one, the number two, goes to the champions uh, i've always loved hercules and then you throw in you know angel iceman um ghost rider and black black widow and it's like holy crap this is just an awesome lineup um two of them are really really close like i well three of them i like black widow a lot and then i like um ghost rider a lot and hercules is one of my favorites so yeah this that that is one team that I'll always get um, when they were kids and later on the incarnations of the champions, I, I still get them, even though they're not my, uh, my champions. I still want to know what's happening with the champions. I, I would say number three is the Avengers, um, which includes, you know, West coast Avengers and Avengers. I have always been an Avengers fanatic. Um, really enjoy the Avengers and have most of everything they've ever published as far as Avengers West Coast. And I just heard like Harley make a noise and I don't know what she's doing. That was a weird noise. But, uh, <clears throat> it's like she dropped something. Oh, it was the flies water. We have uh, moths coming in at this time of the year. Um, so they, they, she not, I think she knocked it over, but that was number two. And then Avengers, regardless of what some of my favorites are, I like Hawkeye as an Avenger. I like Cap as an Avenger. I like Thor as an Avenger. I like Iron Man as an Avenger. I like when Black Widow is in the team. I like Wasp on the team. I like uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch, uh, Wonder Man. I mean, there's there's so many favorites I like. Um, really, um, I even liked when Spider-Man was on the team there for a while and Wolverine, but I, I prefer like the more classic 
Avengers lineup. I, I really like Hank Pym in in the Avengers. Um, Wasp. I like Hawkeye and Cap. Those were like the villain slash you know Cap Cap trying to rehabilitate rehabilitate some Avengers. I I really like them, and uh, you know some of them made their way to West Coast Avengers. And uh, I enjoyed that a lot, uh, regardless of who was writing or drawing that. So I would say number three is the Avengers. And then number four um, would go to um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, this, I've always been fascinated with them and, you know, saw crossovers in Avengers books early in the Silver Age and stuff like that. And followed some of their Silver Age appearances. But when Jim Valentino did that long-running Guardians of the Galaxy with the original crew, I, I I really liked it a lot. And then, so that was like in the 80s slash 90s. And um, then we got, you know, the Guardians that came from Annihilation. And uh, that's always worked for me. I, I like them as a team. I like them as a movie property. I, I just enjoy, you know, what I'm reading with these characters. I, I think it's they're a lot of fun. And then number five would would, would go to the uh, X-Men. Um, I I enjoy the X-Men, but they've always been like, I've always liked the I've always liked it when people don't like it. It's so weird, but. Um, I am going back and finishing up like early X-Men. I think my earliest X-Men is number three. And I think I have like when the book became uncanny forward, I might be missing like 10 issues. And then before that, I'm missing a lot of the earlier issues. But I've always liked the X-Men. I like all the incarnations of the X-Men, whether they be X-Factor. I have always enjoyed X-Factor. And... um, what was the the other oh um x-force uh really liked it rob liefeld really inter- brought the heat to me uh in the 90s with x-force in the 80s it was it was good stuff uh, i really liked it and um so any of the X-Men books would fall in that category. I, I'm, I've never been a really big Excalibur fan but just the standard X-Men I even like the Chuck Austin X-Men, but that nobody likes that. But <laughs> I uh, I like the X-Men quite a bit. So that would be my fifth favorite team. Um, Legion is there, but they never can be, you know, like, well, I guess they, they're in the Champions League. But the Legion and the X-Men were always on the out, the outskirts looking in for me. And I don't know why that is. But uh, it's changed a lot for me now, so they might move up the list as time goes on. I just early on when I was picking stuff off the shelf, I avoided Legion. I've bought a lot of Legion since there. I would get a Superman Legion, a super, uh, Legion of Superheroes book every now and then, um, and I filled in a lot of Legion of Superheroes, but. It was, if I was ever cutting back in the day, it would always be, you know, Legion or X-Men. So uh, things have changed a little bit. But right now I'm reading a lot of the X-Men books digitally, uh, especially the peripheral titles. 
the, my favorite two titles I'm reading digitally. It's Immortal X-Men and Red, X-Men Red. Um, but I am still getting X-Men and X-Force uh, as, as titles and X-Factor, but they stopped that one. And uh, yeah, so at New Mutants, I've moved to digital. So yeah, that's where I'm at with my top five uh, defenders leads that bunch and the champions lead the bunch they're way up there and you're like what no just oh what we're talking about marvel teams if i go to dc it's going to be a lot different maybe i'll I'll talk about that next time but um yeah that's that's a top five for me and i guess i can get to cover a few books I'm not too sure I'm going to cover two weeks, but maybe one week. And I will be right back with a uh, list of books. All right, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to do two weeks. There are big write-ups for some of these. (laughs) You can tell the big write-ups from the low write-ups. Sometimes I just don't have it in me to write stuff. But uh, start. this is from uh, May 1st to May 7th. And... We have what was watched. There were all four out of fives. Poker Face, a really good series that's on Peacock. Uh, I would highly recommend. That's my wife, so I better get it. All right, I'm back, and I I already forgot everything I was talking about. But uh, I think I talked about Poker Face and uh, liking that TV show on Peacock. Florida Man um, was really good. I liked it. It was on Netflix. Had nothing to do with the comic book, but same premise as like Florida Man doing stupid shit and ending up in a a murder mystery. And it got gets really convoluted, but it was really good. And then on HBO Max, I watched Every Which Way But Loose again. It was good revisiting that. Wanted to watch Every Which Way You Can, but uh, it wasn't streaming on anything I had. So I'm just waiting for that one to come back. There are a total of 15 comics. I had one Vizzy, one Sirius, four Sirius, uh, seven Marvel, one Image, one Dynamite, one Dark Horse, and seven DC. We'll start with the three out of fives. And this book has changed for me, by the way, because I just read number two. But the three out of five was Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Uh, Connor's in Metropolis, and uh, he finds that all the jobs are being taken care of with the Superman family, which if you've been reading action, there's almost everybody in the Superman family is around and taking care of business and keeping Metropolis safe. And he feels like, oh, gosh, I'm going to go do something around the world. I don't have to be in Metropolis. I could uh, go to uh, across the country. And he's finding that, oh, Flash or Green Lanterns or the Justice League are taking care of those. And he's like, well, i got to find some use. So I'm going to go into space. And um, he goes to the Fortress of Solitude looking for trouble around the world, but everything is being handled. Looks to space and finds the world being attacked by cloning dominators. There's there, there's the key here. He runs into these thing characters called the Cosmeteers, and they turn out to be all clones. And it, it turns out to be really interesting. And that's why... Uh, yeah, this read kind of weird for me initially, but now that I'm establishing myself with issue two, I, I'm started digging in a little more. 
The three out of five, surprisingly, which is usually a four out of five, was X-Men Red number 10. Uh, this is just Storm defeating Vulcan in battle and Cable and crew going after uh, a Brand. Um, and Brand is on the run. That one's usually a four out of five for me. For some reason, this particular issue just read as an issue, which is good. Uh, we have the four out of five Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number eight, Val Valance, who's the main bounty hunter that was created in the original Star Wars comic book from Marvel Comics, is the main character of this series. And I could see why a lot of people don't like it because they're like, who is this character? He's never been in movies. He's, you know, why are they focusing on this guy? Yes, he does run into Boba Fett. He does run into Forlom and some of the other bounty hunters you saw in the background as they're hunting him. But um, I like him a lot. And I, I find this character fascinating. Uh, Valance is called by his lover's new husband to protect some rebels that were going to escape the outpost. Uh, gives the backstory when Valance was working for the Empire and he, he was left behind in the battle with Solo. We have Superman Lost number two. Um, this was Superman on Earth. Can't remember all that happened to him in his lost years and his tackling this black hole thing with the Justice League. This recounts his journey back to Earth as he goes from planet to planet to try to get back home. He has like a new power in Superman in action that he developed from this artifact, uh, which lets him hop faster, but I don't think it's moved its way into this book. Um, James Bond, 007 for King and Country. I think this is Philip Kennedy Johnson, who's kicking ass on the super, you know action comics right now. Uh, James Bond almost dies and is saved by another agent and they must go into hiding because they have everyone looking for them because they are believed to have started a war. I really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the next issue. I think I have it in my stack. Uh, Junk Rabbit number one in the future. Uh, trash destroyed our earth. This is from Image Comics. And those that are not rich uh, live in a protected dome cities or on the moon. Uh, the rich people do. And the the people that are poor live along with the trash and fight for survival. When a rich man's son is killed by a junk rabbit, he sends a detective to find out what really happened to his son. This is Jimmy Robinson. We, uh, we I really like him, and Geek Brunch really likes this guy. Um, mostly known for Bomb Queen, but everything he does is really successful. And he's one of those creator artists, so like he writes and draws comic books. He's, he's super awesome. Um, he sometimes comes down himself on Facebook. It's I wish he would have a little more success with the public uh, reading this stuff and making himself a bestseller. He seems to work in that shadow line with the Jim, Jimmy Valentino line within Image Comics. Um, he just can't get a break uh, that I think he deserves. But uh, I, like, I, I really love to read Jimmy Robinson comics. Uh, Geek Brunch is a really big supporter of Jimmy Robinson. We have uh, Blue Book number two. It continues the story of the married couple that lost time and saw a ship and the aliens and how they reported it to the Air Force who had records of a mysterious artifact in the air around the same time they reported it. The second story is a little more as a more of a tale passed down from medieval times from generation to generation about two children that may have come from aliens. One died and the other married and had kids with royalty. 
That's interesting. If it's like a fable passed down, the first story is fascinating because it involves the government, and the government sort of believes it, and it's one of those conspiracy, you know, things they can't explain. And they track the mysterious. So when they lost time, this couple lost time traveling from their vacation. They actually, the government had seen a mysterious object enter that airspace that was over them and their car. That's what is fascinating. Um, Unidentified flying object, if you will. Uh, We then have Mosaic, number one through four. This is a Kyle Hotz uh, independent book from Sirius Comics. I don't have very much from Sirius. Uh, I bought some elf something from Sirius from uh, Dennis Calder or Chandler. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, I don't remember what it was. Elf something. Elf Lord. I don't remember, but this is the only other book I have, I think, in in this uh, independent company. And he delivers a black and white series about two cities, heaven and hell. Uh, Mosaic is paid to go into a cult run by a toy by toy he's a toy guy and rescue the daughter of a rich man so uh it implies that toy might be having sex with her but as an underage girl but i don't know it's almost like the the rescue might even be more dangerous than the villain because the father is dangerous as you read this series he, uh, he has a chainsaw for an arm and guns a blazing. That's Mosaic. A must for Kyle Hotz fans. Uh, nice artwork. Mo and Moses. Um, Mo or Moses finds out one of his past jobs is alive and coming after his loved one. So they call him Mo or Moses. And that's Mosaic. Um, it's coming after the loved ones that and those that he protects. The first encounter leaves him in bad shape. Oscar adds more weapons to him. Uh, that that's a female, you know, sort of uh, companion for him. Uh, I don't think lover, um, but somebody he rescued in the past uh, to him, and is ready to go into battle when he runs into some neo Nazis. He fought early on. Sorry, I had a sneeze there. I make sure I'm recording again, and then I try to edit that out. Um, Star Wars Yoda number three, the two tribes on the planet make peace after one leader finds out the other tribe was attacking because they were literally starving. So the, the, the aliens that you think are the villains that would raid this town that Yoda was sort of protecting were doing it because they're children and stuff were dying yoda was satisfied with the lessons that were learned by both alien races and he kind of left there in peace to go back to uh coruscant immortal x-men number 10 uh, it's told through the eyes of xavier about sinister but looks as though professor x is a clone of sinister this this thing gets so fucking confusing because if what's being laid out in this book, it's like Sinister's fucking with all the X-Men. Like, he... It, it is it is craziness. So, um, it's very interesting. Started Sins of Sinister, so we'll see how, how this pans out. Uh, Changelings, uh, this is a 
Kevin Van Hook, love this guy, uh, on a personal level and a creative level. Uh, I got to, I never met him personally, but God, I would love to meet Kevin Van Hook if he would make it from the West Coast to the East Coast. Um, I would be, I would want to talk to him for a while just because of his kind nature and his creativeness and bloodshot and all just just his way to answer and interact with on Facebook is incredible he if something happens and I get sick he's always there to wish me you know getting better he, he's just a great person and I, I think he's got a lot of tales to tell and this Vizzy book is is fantastic and I'll support him any way I can and I love his bloodshot work and I love his Superman, Batman, vampires, and everything he's done. I, I, I just support this guy. No matter what he does, I, I'm very happy with the material. I'm very happy with him as a person. And uh, you can't say that about everybody. That's why they said, never say, meet your heroes. But sometimes you do meet your heroes, and they are even better than you thought they ever could be. And uh, Kevin Van Hook is one of those individuals. Um it gives the and I have never met this guy. This is just somebody I talked to. I would love to meet him at a con, but the only cons I usually go to are Heroes in Baltimore. Um, maybe need to change that. Uh, I wish I had more vacation and more time. I really need to go to a, a reduced schedule. <laughs> if that works its way out, I hope I hope it works its way out soon. It would have been really helpful in this uh, event that you know I hopefully would get scheduled for half of the work but because I get far behind when I have these medical issues that I can't really concentrate or work with with my jaw um, but changelings gives the backstory of how Arga teamed up with Sita and uh, they managed to stop another kaiju from attacking but Dejana which is Arga's sister um, plans another attack with Chinese dragons we then get Moon Knight 192 and 193. Uh, this is the uh, Say Anything. I think he's the singer for Say Anything. He, he is a singer for a rock band. His name is Max Bemis. And uh, he took over for Jeff Lemire. Now, Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight really hit a nerve with me. I thought I thought he he got it. Like I, I love the original Moon Knight where he's more of a mercenary and uh, a hero where you get indications that might he might have split personality but if we j go into that split personality world i think jeff lemire just clicked with me like on every level i was very interested in that series that he ran well max bemis took over and then it went to legacy numbering and that's why you have 192 193 um and he did a really good transition job for what the seeds that jeff lemire planted and uh, Mark finds out that Marlene had an affair with Jake Loxley. This is so fucked up. Because uh, <laughs> he is Jake Loxley. But, uh, and finds he has a daughter. This this is just crazy. Um, I love when I take good notes. Uh, Mark finds himself talking to a dead Frenchie. Mark is captured and goes to an island where there are people that are trying to start over uh, and going to worship Ra, the god. Uh, Moon Knight defeats the Bushmen on the way over to the island, and then is able to defeat the sun god. Now what goes, what he does on the island, people are trying to find their way. Um, 
I need to get back on that and finish it because <laughs> it's really good. And it has the psychiatrist that was in the Jeff Lemire book, too, which is a good character to me. Um, Beware the Creeper, number one through five. So if you've been following me on Twitter, I've been going through all the Creepers that I had, and I realized I was missing something in the future that I was going to hit, and it's called Beware of the Creeper. It's a Vertigo title where the female is a is the Creeper. Maddie's a writer, and Judith is an artist, and they're sisters, and they look identical. Uh, in Paris of 1925, Judith keeps having strange dreams about the Creeper and paints him. She is the partier, and Maddie is the conservative. There is a rapist who is beating prostitutes, and he has his eyes on Judith as well as the detective. The detective is trying to protect the prostitutes. Later in the evening, Judith is attacked, beaten, and raped because Maddie is having coffee with the detective. Maddie likes the detective. The detective likes the sister. At the end, the creeper is in the window of the rapist. It turns out that this is one rich fucker, um, and during the war, it was Maddie that wrote the letters to the detective and not Judith. Judith signed the name. So it's it's a love story. And the sisters, are, he fell in love with Judith because he thinks he wrote the letters. And she didn't write the letters. It was Maddie. So it's like one of those heartbreaking love stories. Uh, early we lead to believe that Judith took up the mantle of the creeper. But it is really Maddie because her sister was dead. Maddie made it look like her sister was alive. The rich family sent the son away, who was the rapist, uh, when the son was taken by the creeper and put on the statue. He came back and killed another prostitute. The creeper, Maddie, then captured him and returned and killed him and hit herself by throwing them off the Eiffel Tower. The detective then realized that he was in love with Maddie all along. What a fucking great story. Why did I rate that a 4 out of 5 and not a 5 out of 5? I have no idea what I was thinking. Because the last three should have been 5 out of 5s. <laughs> Team America number 1 I had so much fucking fun with. I just acquired this off of eBay. Uh, I was seeing high prices and I finally found a deal because I really wanted to read it. I thought I had it. I didn't have it. And it was really my brother that had it and not me. Um, even though I had read them back in the day, it was so much fun revisiting this because this was around when 60 cents or a comic. I was, me and my brother would go to Don's paperback bookstore in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we wouldn't, we didn't have a pull list. We would just go pull books off the, the, the rack. And we made sure that if he was reading something and I was with the exception of a few, there was a few overlaps that we wanted to really have in our collections. But we would alternate books. So, like, he was heavy X-Men oriented, which I wasn't. And um, he had Team America. And I was getting Camelot 3000. I don't know what the heck. We were alternating. But uh, Team America is a Jim Shooter and Mike Vosberg. Um, interesting that Mike Vosberg is doing a Kickstarter now. And it just so happened to be... Uh, a guy who contacted me about interview and I don't do interviews. So I, I pointed him to Jason uh, of uh, comics for fun and profit, but uh, 
it's just coincidence that this came up. You know, Mike Vosberg's name came up, and he rocked the first issue as a mysterious marauder. He's the guy in the black suit that nobody knows. That's why he's mysterious. Unites Reddy, Hondo, and Wolf. Reddy is, I can't remember what he is. I think he came from a rich family, and uh, his background was he was trying to get away from that and be his own person. Hondo was like, it's like a mysterious agent, maybe into S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. And Wolf is just like your Wolverine motorcycle guy who thinks the other guys are clowns and he's the best of the best. Uh, To win a race and stop Hydra from stealing some advanced technology on on a motorbike... And they have to not only race against the the person that's supposed to win the champion, but Wolf actually wins. It's a relay race of motorcycles. Wolf actually wins. Hydra's like, what the fuck? Is this the guy we're supposed to capture? He won. But I think it's that other motorcycle. So they're all confused. They don't know what to do. They try to capture the other guy. They... The Team America interrupts and they don't get the motorcycle or the guy, so that's how it ends up. And Team America won the race. And then you got some mysterious things going on with the Marauder, who may or may not be one of the motorcyclists on Team America from Marvel Comics 4 out of 5. I really want to jump the Beware of the Creeper. I think I am. So here, here you are. I just remember how much I enjoyed these freaking things. I... I don't know why I grouped them like I did, but sometimes you have to make a change because I loved Beware the Creeper Vertigo and those Moon Knights were so much fun. (laughs) He has a daughter and doesn't even know about it, but he got Team America number one. Um, Yeah, that was some good stuff. So let's go to what I watched the next uh, week. I had a three out of five Sex Lives of college girls this was hbo max and uh we watched the first season this is the second season it was good it's one of those shows that i like but i don't love but i could follow it and me and barb watch it together the four out of five was nba playoffs they were really a blast to watch and now we're watching denver in the championship and the five out of fives was sisu and deadpool 2 uh really good uh, movies that I love. Deadpool 2, it's like my 6th or 7th watch. Uh, Sissy was at the theater um, about a, I think it was a Norwegian uh, guy that the Nazis pick on, and boy, did they pick on the wrong dude <laughs> in World War II. It, this is like World War II when the Nazis were sort of retreating back into Germany, and uh, this guy found gold and they took the gold, which was a bad idea. And they killed somebody he loved. So, um, yeah, that was really good. Got six Marvel, one Mad Cave, five Image, two Dren, one Dark Horse, one Behemoth, uh, Behemoth slash Sumerian. I always use the old name because it's easier to. It was easier when the, they bridged over. They didn't restart. They kind of continued titles was easier just to file away with behemoth so in my mind sumerian is behemoth uh antarctic press three uh american mythology one we'll start with the three out of fives this one surprised me i thought i would like it a more because it falls in the massive universe and i've really liked those books but i couldn't i couldn't find my way in this one and this was a hot book uh it has a podcast going for it and other things and i kind of i think over 
was over expectation had over high expectations for it and it kind of fell just as an average read to me um i did discontinue it uh even though i have two more available to read a young man is murdered and two detectives try to figure it out could it be the mysterious no one um three out of five this one will surprise you because it's been a four out of five the firstborns I, but but I think I know why I gave it a three out of five. I found out I missed the previous issue, so it was kind of confusing and looked like they were, um, all of the boys were consumed by the alien artifact. But I missed the steps that got me there, and I really want to get that. We have Stoneheart number one. This is a three out of five, um, an Emma Kubert book. In the past, young girl is condemned because of her powers and is reincarnated into a blacksmith's apprentice. She maintains a lot of her skills in this new body from her past life. Um, this is one that I was going to have the cutting block, but I got issue two and three and I read it and I it's, it's clicking with me. It really is. I want to be along for this journey. So I kept it. We have exciting comics, 24 and 26. It's such a great anthology that featuring Fallen Justice, Nothing Man, Marvelous, and many, many more anthology series. And I just have fun, and I remember the series. I remember what's happening in Fallen Justice. I remember Nothing Man. I remember Marvelous. And I, it's hard to do that with all the comic books I read. We have Jade Vampire. This was American mythology. I enjoyed this one. A mother uh, tries to cure her son with a terminal blood disease when trying to sample uh, the the cure turns herself into a vampire and goes after a rich popular family the husband kills her not the husband of the family but her real husband that there's the, she's the wife he's the husband they have a kid that's sick they their relationship is strained because she blames him for making her have a kid that was ill even though she's trying to really she loves her kid is trying to find the cure she blames him because she wouldn't be in this predicament so she's very self-centered she becomes a vampire the husband has to kill the wife um and but but the son is bit so now the husband is there taking care of his vampire son it, i really liked his black and white american mythology horror we have phantom road number two this is a woman tries to get to grips that they are no longer in reality that they know uh, with the truck driver. Um, they are someone in, but they're somewhere in between real earth and kind of like a purgatory kind of thing. But uh, I've been really enjoying this. I like truck movie US one, this Phantom Road and all this supernatural shit like it. I, I like that kind of thing. Blue Book number three it continues the husband and wife story and then goes to another strange story from the 1400s that was passed down. We have New Mutants, Lethal Legion. I don't remember a lot of this and I didn't write anything down, but I remember liking it. It's odd that it's called Lethal Legion because Lethal Legion was like the monsters of Marvel superhero team. <clears throat> Torrent number one, a mother gets a fan sidekick. Uh, she, she, she picks up a fan sidekick when villains capture the sidekick they go after the superhero's family they kill her husband and have her child not have her child but they kidnapped her child because <laughs> you could interpret have as they had the villains have the child with have by having sex no that didn't happen uh, they kill her husband and they took the child her, her baby 
If Hellcat number one, Patsy's still investigating the murder of her boyfriend, is it related to Sleepwalker and his fascination with Patsy? She does have a long conversation with her ghost mom and Teddy Bear, who's the ex-husband, Hellstrom. I think this is fun. Uh, Chris Cantwell, I, I like it a lot. Star Wars 23 and 25. Uh, the rebels try to salvage a star, star destroyer and save a rebel planet that's being starved to death, and they are infiltrated by super soldiers. Uh, they manage to get it ready uh, enough last minute to attack the Star Destroyer blockade. We have Hollow's Eve number two. Really enjoying this one. This is four out of five. So all the four out of fives were from exciting comics to Hollow's Eve. Hollow's Eve number two. She's using her crazy mask abilities when she turns into a werewolf and bites a security guard who turns into a werewolf. The Beyond Corporation is now after... Um, her. She teams up with her ex-scientist that took care of Ben and herself when they were working for the Beyond Corporation. So he's a big supporting cast. The five out of fives go to hunt, kill, and repeat. Artemis is on Earth and now has a family. The rest of the Greek gods declare war on the humans because of their fascination with technology and their phones. They kill Artemis's uh, husband and an unborn child, and now she declares war on the gods with a lot of other gods too because that they're not happy with the situation and I, I really liked it from mad cave studios the giant kite kokaju kokaju i think is because he has a giant cock but <laughs> this was created during the covid thing uh scott koblish i can't remember who the jerry dugan i think is the writer a uh, creature that shits acid on everyone <laughs> emerges and he's horny as hell he starts destroying and killing a lot. It's a COVID story that has a lot of fun and ridiculous moments with Scott Koblish and his Jack Kirby-inspired artwork. It is very entertaining. We have Plan 59 from Outer Space from Dren Studios. Way better than I thought this would be. All 58 plans have failed before this one. This is the Ed Wood film. If you've never seen Plan, 50, Plan 50, 58... What is the Plan 9 from Outer Space? If you haven't seen Plan 9 from Inner Space, you can see they went through all kinds all the way to get to 59. But it, it's an Ed Wood film. If you watch the Ed Wood, uh, Johnny Depp movie, it's really worthwhile uh, watching that to understand uh, the creation of, of Plan 9 from Outer Space and how important it was to the director, Ed Wood, who was like a C-list director. Uh, but anyway, this goes, this is really good. All 58 plans have failed before this one. When an ancestor of the failures wants to succeed from the aliens, she tries again. One woman stands between their success and failure. Really enjoyed that. So the five out of five, repeat number one from Mad Cave Studios, the giant cockajou number one from Image Comics, plan 59 from Outer Space number one and two from Dren Studios. Um, the five out of fives for the previous week, which I promoted, were Moon Knight 192 and 193, uh, Beware of the Creeper Vertigo Series 1 through 5, and Team America number 1. So I want to thank you for listening. Uh, got to get the trays out because we're going to eat something. Hopefully I can eat something on the right side of my mouth. If not, I'm going to pull out some soup but uh barb's bringing home some food and uh 
you can reach me at mike at comicbooknoise.com. Please send me mail. Uh, if you get a chance, please send questions to at Mike Myers Brunch so I have questions to answer during the episode. I was able to wing it with my top five list. Let me know what you think of my list. Let me know what your, your list looks like. Um, I'd like to know your feedback. And I can continue with those top fives if I, for lack of not having questions or topics that will help me keep going. And uh, I want to thank you for listening. Um, you can find this at geekbrunchpodcast.com. On uh, you could go to Facebook at Geek, Geek Brunch Podcast, click the like button, follow all the episode threads there. Uh, thank you for listening and thank you for being a supporter of this show. And I hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you soon. You take care, and uh, enjoy life. Bye.